0: Can I shoot lasers out of my dick? Lasers. It
1: doesn't. Tell me I can go. You just let me know, brother, when I can go.
2: Action. Welcome
1: to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I almost forgot. It's been that long. It's Mass Mats and Mayhem. I'm your host, the Outlaw LA Red. You can find me on Twitter at uh, or social media in general at justin harvey seventy five. You can find the entire show on social media at mmmshow show seventy five. We have been gone far too long. It's been uh, it's been a while. Um How
2: long has it been? Does anybody know? Oh, over a year. maybe a year and a half. Yeah, sorry,
0: I'm moving my phone
1: 18 and
2: three, I don't and know three months.
0: Let's put it this way. I've been doing my other podcasts for a year. We just celebrated uh our what's one your other podcast? podcast uh it, oh it's called another miserable podcast i already know none of you motherfuckers listen because i track that stuff yeah i was just gonna uh, ask if it's any me. good
3: <laughs> is mm. it any good should probably not
2: no
0: no you guys should listen listen to their retrospective episodes about specific years they're pretty fun i'm proud of those um
2: i'll listen it's a to lot it. of work
3: they're I'll good give it, i'll give it a no, chance I, I, really,
2: I liked your one last the thing you talked about last episode week yeah that thing yeah that one thing yeah you're so really good crap. personally uh i've
1: been uh i was in the i was at the nfl for a while i don't know if you guys know that or not but i was doing, like NFL. i, was I doing, knew that. like you Tennessee don't,
2: need to, football don't stuff. need to keep telling me about it i knew that
1: yeah and uh it was sweet though because i had cody rhodes on the show and brandy and they were awesome and we had some gamers and like the the lead character from the flash She was on there for a little bit it was like a fantasy football league where they actually all played each other these celebrities and analysts it was dope but it took up all of my time doing four or five episodes of real television every week so i wasn't really around and also there was no lucha underground what have you been doing meatloaf
2: sounds Nothing. about right
0: yeah great wow <laughs> <laughs> he's frozen Uh, hey I see
2: why we
1: didn't do this for a year and a half Meafloaf, what have you been up to
2: across the pond working
3: in a supermarket
2: Miflof if I may uh, make a suggestion just come up with something that's interesting to talk about anytime someone asks you a question just make something up
0: talk about your time at the school of witchcraft and wizardry It oh, is about yeah. uh,
2: two a.m. there,
3: right? Three oh. a.m., four a.m. It is two
0: fifty. Two fifty. Wow. Yeah. We're sorry that we made and you get up for this poorly directed <laughs> shit show. That's because Byron's in, Byron
1: is in charge of the controls tonight, people. I have no, I have nothing to do with this newfangled operation, Byron. What I'm the hell changing.
2: have you been doing? Uh, I've been learning how to use uh, StreamYard. That's nice. Look, time. so
1: the new version of MMM Show, so we it's decided is going to be year, on a I timeline. Would, uh, oh, God, come on. We're trying to make that, the show shorter. We're trying to make more Josh Pillow friendly additions. So the show is going to be shorter, more concise. We actually like we wrote things down that we're going to talk about. We're going to do something different. Um, this is just, the new
2: joke that I didn't say. I'm going to type it.
1: Wait, this is the new and improved Mask of, Mets of Mayhem. In fact, I'm going to take my mask off now. Oh, it's been weeks. Oh, weeks. I, I've been, I've been, What's uh, on your face? Oh, yeah, I grew, I grew a, a little bit of a beard for the first Did time. Did you trim ever. your beard? Yeah, once. Once I trimmed okay. it, just to even try to even it out a little bit.
2: No, that's cool. Beards are cool. Um, I was off shooting a show called Live Rescue. I was embedded with the Sacramento Fire Department for a year, but I worked evening, so I wasn't able to do this.
1: Yes. So basically, we're we're all over the world. We're totally yes. international, kind of, when Meef responds to us. And uh, we wanted to bring the show back. We figured now is, is a great time to do it. And what better to do than watch wrestling, talk about wrestling, and we've talked about it for a long time. Like what we we're going to do. We wanted to make some format changes. We didn't want to just be off the cuff and be on for three and a half hours anymore. Like we used to. So we've changed some things, but we also decided that we still wanted to talk about Lucha underground. So we're going to actually go back through some old episodes. We're going to get some inside dirt on some things that are going on. Now we're going to talk about where some people have been, where they've gone. We're going to do hand motions when Casey wants to <laughs> still going to be ridiculous. We don't give a fuck. Um, But at the same time, we decided to bring it back because we enjoy it. We hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, we're still going to do it because we enjoy it. And fuck you. Yeah, Um, suck our dicks. So that, that being said, if you've never seen this show before... We got this show going because we were all just talking about Lucha Underground anyway, and wrestling and stuff that we like. So we basically, I I did the very first episode just by myself, just talking about Lucha Underground for shits and giggles. But then we slowly started adding more people in until we got to having Byron and Casey and me floaf and Jim Velasco when he's around. And we just have fun doing it. So we're gonna keep doing that for as long as we can until the rails come off, which is probably about 23 minutes from now. Um, we're still going to talk about Lucha Underground. Right now, we're going back and we're watching the whole thing from the start. We've got some great insight. We were at a ton of the tapings. Um, we know a lot of the people who are involved in doing it. So we have a lot of fun discussing it. But we're also going to talk about what's currently going on in wrestling, what's going on in pop culture, other shit that we like, MMA, whatever. So that's the show in a nutshell. Enjoy the ride. If you don't enjoy it, send Byron an email because I don't want. Uh, Yeah, Venmo
2: me at Byron Fever at Venmo. By the way, I went our whole initial run uh, trying to get people to send me money on Venmo, and I would give them my Twitter and Instagram handle at Byron Fever, uh, which you can read. Um, But uh, no, my um, Venmo is actually at Byron Turk. So if you want to send me any money, that's where you would send it to. So someone else got all of your generous donations for a year. Don't send them money. It don't get nefarious things yeah but you could write comments when you send the money so like send me five bucks and then write i think you're doing a really good job Byron, get we or give
0: like 150 bucks and say it's for butt stuff like i did yeah he's just gonna also, spend it
1: on the dark web
0: anyway so it's
2: it's uh, it's important to note that um we are creatures of habit and the old format had an automatic switcher for the video so the person talking would be the main person and everyone else would be a small uh little icon small little uh picture in picture situation so some behaviors while someone else is talking it's instinctual and um maybe not meant to be viewed you know it's, meant to, viewed,
3: uh, it's meant
2: to be viewed but now it will that's a new new policy New TMI. You're
1: you're gonna scare people. I mean, Beefloaf had to take down the sex doll in the background and everything. This is—he mm-hmm. mm-hmm. did take it down. He's getting a
2: new part installed inside of it.
1: Whoa. Oh, I don't need to know about that. Oh. All right, so um, I know I know there's some people watching this that probably um, want to know the <laughs> scoop on Lucha Underground. <laughs> that uh, want to know if Lucha Underground is coming back. Or disappearing like Casey. Um, I have some info, and uh, if you stick That's around with great. us, maybe I'll give it to you. I don't know. We'll see. I
2: think it's more important to talk about what's happening with Casey. I'm concerned. I don't, I'm not concerned at all. He always does stuff like this. You just you have know, never paid
1: attention to him before. very hot here. For those in who here.
2: can't see this, Casey has disappeared into a brick wall almost. We're barely seeing his essence in um the
3: case in the it's happened
2: in that movie back to the future and if someone completely disappeared to my understanding in that movie they would be gone forever and so i'm very concerned for casey right now
0: Where we're going we don't need roads byron
2: we used to do three hour episodes i wonder why
1: i i'm i'm not <laughs> surprised at all i'm gonna keep things moving though yeah
0: Um, Yeah, we got a couple collabs. Look, let's
2: go, my Cajuns. We watched season one. one.
1: Lots of people are talking about COVID and other stuff like that. We're not here Mm -hmm. for that right now, guys. Just enjoy this. We're going to talk about some Lucha Underground. We've all been kind of missing it a little bit for various reasons recently. It's kind of fun to go back and watch it. So we're going to take a little trip down memory lane, and then after that, we'll talk about some current stuff. But I want to talk to you guys about the origins of Lucha Underground and just kind of going back to that whole moment i know i first heard about it in the trades when um you know there was this ridiculous talk at the time of mark burnett and robert rodriguez doing a wrestling show together and that was like all the trades said at the time i didn't know it was coming from the the you know any AAA a involvement or dorian or anything like that there was just talk that mark burnett the apprentice guy and robert rodriguez the Dustal dawn guy we're gonna do a wrestling show and they were gonna merge those two worlds and i was my head was blown like i was just like that's that first of all it'll never happen that's a pipe dream that's a joke that's like an onion article that's not <laughs> that's not real news mm-hmm. what did you what did you guys think when you first heard about the
0: concept of lucha underground or where did you even hear about it uh i i read the newsletters and shit so i probably heard about it there and my immediate reaction was probably oh this sounds like that shitty fucking mass warriors lucha libre usa show that was on mtv which was fucking terrible and i'm so glad it wasn't that but it took me a while to get into the show because i still had a bad taste in my mouth from that one
3: what about you You um i did not watch wrestling i'd given up on it altogether and then my friend told me to start watching that i want to say 2015 january when it was um oh no oh god i see i've forgotten this is how long it's been
2: it's weird the timeline but yeah i, I want to think episode. that i want to think it was back when justin and i finished our Trucky show that i started watching it but it was i think a little bit after that because i remember coming home from a job and binging a bunch of episodes on like Daily Motion. Yeah, but, but it was I, because I told you to watch it. God damn it. You, yeah, you told me to watch it. I remember reading about it and it definitely did sound like garbage at first, just pure out of pure skepticism because of the track record of like, here's a here's another, like now you say studio wrestling show and it's like, oh, that's awesome. I want to go and I just want to have fun uh, and watch it and have fun. But Back then, it was like, oh, it's gonna be a bunch of like TV producers trying to make wrestling seems and that what, that seemed dumb back then. And then you hear like they went to a taping and it was all right and matches were kind of okay and like you know the Chavo Blue Demon match, Blue Demon Junior match was you know there were botches and it was so so, but then you'd see it on the on the program edited and it was good and you're like, yeah, oh. It's, it's delivering, which mm-hmm. is the weirdest thing of all time in wrestling. It delivers.
1: I mean, I was I was very surprised um initially with it because it really was merging kind of two worlds. You saw those same like cityscape shots that you would see at the beginning of The Apprentice or any kind of Mark Burnett or reality show, and then all of a sudden it would go into this, you know, dark, super heavily saturated mm-hmm. colors and you know all this other stuff and i like i i it was really from dust till dawn crossed with a reality show at first just the look of it and yeah, i was i was blown very- away i was like i didn't i didn't understand like you know i was an ecw mark back in the day and like me flow if i was i was not watching a lot of wrestling at the time like my what i always tell people you know they'll refer to like stuff going on with Daniel Bryan and AJ Lee and like I hadn't watched wrestling that period of time like literally I was telling Byron uh, uh, like last year like I don't know jack about Daniel Bryan because that was like the period of wrestling that I just didn't watch wrestling <clears throat> and then Lucha Underground kind of brought me back yeah, same, so it was it was exciting to see that um with the show where'd everybody go this oh I'm so here oh, no man. no I'm I'm back I'm not my You're just coming up yeah, yeah, you're picking I, your nose. I understand. You're supposed to do that. that. You're supposed guys, to turn think, your camera off to pick your nose. It's fine. I
0: think something's happening to my camera, too.
1: No, <laughs> your camera's totally normal. Okay. What
2: happened to my camera? My camera went away. <laughs> you guys are amazing. I'm, I'm gonna going to keep going. What happened was my computer went to sleep for a second because I set something on it. and then
3: You got bored of you.
2: Right. Now <laughs> click
1: stop camera and start again. Is this complicated? Byron was talking too. Byron was talking too long, and it decided to shut down. You, you, whatever. I'm gonna go on anyway. No,
2: keep going. Keep going. Please.
1: Anyway, the but, but you're so hilariously funny, just as a human being. Like you blows my mind that you actually made it out of the womb and eventually actually like sourced food and became an adult somehow. I don't understand how you didn't just die in a
2: field somewhere, no, hopeless t- 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 and alone. To be fair, to be fair, Useful. you told me you, me, take it easy over there. Don't get hot-headed, Justin. You told me, turn off camera, turn on camera. Yeah. What I had to do was hit the start camera button.
1: Okay, I, I give up on you. All right, so let's talk about this. This, this is gonna be a heavy, yeah. Um, this first episode and and how it yeah, came together but, too. So I, I think there's a lot of people that, out there that probably still don't even know how Lucha underground came together. That yeah. basically Dorian Roldan wanted to kind of branch out from AAA and, and saw that, you know, America for Lucha Libre had been a tapped market in, in Southern California in the past, but really wasn't being tapped anymore. And obviously, you know, there's some cheddar involved there. So he got some investors and kind of started creating the IP and, and, You know, talked to several people and and had this idea. I don't know exactly how it landed on Burnett and Rodriguez's doorstep from there. Does anybody know that? How it got to MGM and and El Rey and those guys? Uh, Very carefully.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh, Man, I don't know. I do know that um, Conan had been trying to get an American Nutri Libre show of any sort of format going for years, if not decades. I mean, it's it's the real deal when people say conan is like the most powerful person in wrestling that isn't uh dino or vince mcmahon it's just uh
1: well this was a big part of how he got to be that way too i mean he he had some juice in some places but when lucha underground came through and and his moves that he made after that after he got removed or pushed out yeah <laughs> yeah we can talk however, about that. You wanna, <laughs> however you want to however you want to tell that particular story um you know which is funny because i've heard some things about that story that i don't know if i'm allowed to share or not but maybe i will anyway Fuck it who cares at this point people um, can't go outside to kill you it's not like someone's gonna put a hit on you justin no it's or, not that it's just it's a respect factor I, I don't i don't like to put people on blast unnecessarily yeah. it's not it's not necessary no. in my I, life i
2: understand i feel that um I do. I do think, though, uh, um, we all have different stories of how we started watching it. But I do think what Meef said is kind of the very similar thing between us. Between a lot of people, that Lucha Underground meant a lot too. Is we were kind of last wrestling fans. There were right. there you know there was something about watching heroes and villains battle and stories and watching performers, understanding what they were putting on a line to do a, a show to do like a I, live I
0: was still watching anything and everything at the at this point. Um I don't now but back which then, is funny, yeah. It's like it,
1: it re-inspired you so much that you burned yourself out this, yeah, right. But,
0: yeah, yeah basically yeah but between like, like, this and PWG I'm I'm still burnt out on wrestling. Like but I will different.
2: say like the live the live uh atmosphere the live experience of it I think was drastically different than doing it just on TV. And that's something that I think we were all very, very fortunate to be a part of.
1: I think we're very fortunate, but I felt I felt like a lot of it translated really well. And I'm sorry, Meef. I know you never got to go, but we'll we'll rectify <laughs> that. Most of us have been to a lot of Lucha <laughs> Underground tapings. Sorry. Meef, um, you could have
2: gotten on a plane, dude. You had time.
1: I'll say this, though, about the, the origins of Lucha Underground. And, and this is not to suck off EV Dub at all, but... I really feel like he was one of the key linchpins of the whole thing to coming together. It's like, Dorian, come on, we all know Dorian has had every kind of crazy idea in the world, but somebody has to pull those ideas off for him. And then even just the concept of Burnett and Robert Rodriguez bringing their kind of worlds together is fine. But you got to have somebody like EB Dub, who had done stuff for Tough Enough. He'd done like Survivor and Apprentice and all this Burnett stuff, and The Contender, which was a big influence on this show, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he had done all those things. And, you know, he had enough feet in the wrestling world and in the reality and production world that he was able to bring in. DJ and Roach and Chavo and Conan and all these other guys and actually make them work as a production unit as well to take this crazy idea yeah. and say, oh, well, this is how we do it if we're going to do that as a TV show. Yeah. And I think it all kind of came together with really interesting level of production. Like one of the things I found the most interesting that I ever heard from EV Dub was when he told us that the editors all worked from home. It was like they were they were in COVID before it happened. You know, he would just send them notes and they would edit at home and send him back awesome stuff like Byron in and I section- work in TV. Yeah. In section- and Byron and I, we work in TV, man. There's like a floor of dudes in little tiny rooms that do that stuff. And you go knock on their doors and they kind of come up from their holes. And, you know, they're pasty pale people that have never seen the sun. And they just sit in those boxes for 12 hours a day. These guys all work from home and had a blast doing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um what, what? Also,
2: Which is
0: cool because like, I fucking hate working from home. Just saying.
2: I wish I could work from home. What stands <laughs> out to me is...
1: is- I got this fucking curtain for three months, man. That's what? it. It's being a curtain. This is terrible, this this quarantine. I have yeah. three whole rooms instead
2: of a hotel Dude, don't room. A this before. is
1: like a bad David Lynch movie over here. My whole house is just brown
2: curtain. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> You got to get one of these. Oh, that side. You got to get one of those red. We lights. live inside <laughs> a dream. Yeah, you need you need oh. one of those bat
0: lights like I've got over there, yeah. which is uh, on because it's really distracting. But oh, yeah,
2: it good. flashes. We'll get Maybe seizures, if we get you know. grooving enough, it'll turn on. No,
0: so, no, no. no, no. Uh, we don't really,
2: want to give our audience seizures if you take it. What really um, stands out to me, you know, I suppose, in addition to Luch Underground being a show that always. Delivered, um, like they would have set up and payoff, set up and payoff, and that was a huge, you know, brand new thing for wrestling fans, but also it constantly was evolving and adapting. And if you listen to every story about, yeah, I talked to Conan five years ago and he was saying, I'm bringing in a, a Lucha American show, um, to the States, it was it sounded completely different. And even when like this show, the papers, I'm sure were getting signed, it was a different show. And when they started filming, it was more like a telenovela. Um, what really stands out to me is like in the first episode, all the stuff seems like it's a kung fu movie, except they do lucha instead of kung fu, um, which is awesome. But there, but there's elements like camera operators standing on ringside, which is dumb. Don't do that. And they stop doing it. And they stop doing color <laughs> stuff. Mm-hmm. And and then every season, like the, the guy that you didn't uh, talk about, and I'm sure you have a lot to say. Um, skip you see him taking more and more steps and it all started with him and it wasn't on purpose um aside from like you put good people in charge they'll do good things um they were doing multi camps st- type stuff and uh if the story uh, is is correct there uh he had this sort of idea um to do with uh puma um prince puma whatever happened to him and um and so he just went and shot a single camera promo for him real quick and it's the one that aired and everyone saw that and it just clicked they're like this is the show. Prince Puma
0: yeah. died in shame um when he lost to Pentagon at the end of season 3.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, he away, right up, yeah. He, he just, just walked right he just walked right away, out into the street.
0: What no, he got hit by a fucking bus when he walked into the street. You but guys they didn't would see that
2: part. But they would do stuff no, i think that's just something you see every time you close your eyes And he said, he said on the edge you right 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 you right in the face ringside right you're yeah. giving him attitude and he's but like was well, right who, who, uh, who won jason in the end
1: the skip skip jason is um one of rodriguez's guys he actually works for el Rey network and somehow they brought him in to produce all the the backstage video For lucha underground as a a director he cuts the best trailers in the world so the guy knows how to mimic everyone's style he can mimic ridley scott he can mimic rodriguez he can mimic tarantino he can mimic scorsese like he's cut their trailers and their and this his trailers are seriously some of the best in the world they make you feel like you've seen a better movie than the actual movie that you go and see So Skip coming in and kind of bringing that like his goal there, his purpose there was literally like, hey, Skip, you're the guy that's here that is supposed to make this look like what Robert Rodriguez would do in a movie because everybody else here has either done reality TV or wrestling. Nobody else had that cinematic background. That was 100% Skip Chasen for anybody who's ever wondering where real cinematic wrestling came from skip deserves all the credit for that he deserves the credit for pentagon uh breaking people's arms there's a there's a few things that uh skip doesn't get enough credit we talk about dj and roach and evie dub all the time and even chavo doing like backstage stuff with producing and and agenting and and you know even mvp and other guys like that like you know there's there's a lot of people that get credit but i i always felt like skip didn't get enough i want to talk about the actual episode go ahead casey
0: uh, I just want to give a shout out to Quinn Saunders, the director of the show that's actually listed on the Tubi episodes as the director. Uh, CSUN alumni, uh, I'm a CSUN alumni. He's actually a CSUN faculty member or was at the time of the tapings. So um, that might have been part of me hearing about the show people saying, yeah, he's working on this Lucha show now. Oh, that's great. So he was was like the the technical director
1: director for the live show, right?
0: Yeah. And um, I remember emailing him saying, hey, you got to introduce me to the writing team. And he said, and he didn't. And so I made friends with them on Twitter instead. Hi, DJ. Hi, Chris. Love you guys.
1: And honestly, that connection that Casey had is largely responsible for any of the access that we ever got. That was where that relationship started. Casey introduced us to all those guys. Casey also doesn't get enough credit for these things. And Casey is a lot more influential to Lucha Underground than a lot of people might
0: know, but I'll get into that later. So uh, this- yeah, I don't, I don't really know that either. So it's news <laughs> to me, but no, let's
2: yeah. Get the- let's get into the episode in a bit of uh, foreboding foreshadowing um, uh, a car full of, uh, foreign employees of lucha underground were not allowed over the border so this episode i believe was rewritten like
0: yes uh no. i have heard that story um <laughs> not the, the last th- time that would happen either no <laughs> yeah. uh which is why a lot of the people that i wanted to see on the show didn't start until episode three and that's the first episode of the
2: show that i saw uh
0: yeah so yeah uh so it's a little I mean, rough.
2: that's why that's why that's why they went after I believe Mundo and Puma first. I believe you know I think that was a high profile match they wanted. If I remember hearing correctly, they wanted to save, but it's a really good thing they did it first. I think that, um, yeah. I mean, the wrestling on, on the first episode isn't the best, but that I, I think that match shows the promise of Lucha Underground Mundo. Well,
1: I, I agree, but I mean, you go to that very first match. Was Chavo versus Blue Demon? Well, let's start with the money first. Now I do want to get yeah. into Chavo Blue Demon, but the, yeah, coming that's, out that's and Dario Dario
2: getting what words were said to him at a triple A show?
1: I mean they were bad. So they sent Dario when they were promoting Lucha Underground down to some triple A shows and in a very Spanish lisp had him cut promos. Which uh, were very heat filled just because of the character that he was portraying, and and what's his name? Lu- Lu- Luis Louis Fernandez Gill? Is that right? Yes,
0: and he was told that he's his, an actor. Uh, he was told that his mom's vejey tasted like sour milk <laughs> uh, in Spanish. So classic. Yeah, I mean, the poor guy. I mean, he's just an actor. He's he's like a, a normal,
1: really nice guy, and they basically just dragged him. It, the first guy they just dragged into the wrestling world and just like here, cut a promo. I
0: refuse <laughs> to believe he's anyone but Dario Cueto in real life, which is why season four never happened. Not Antonio Cueto.
2: Antonio. Justin, do you yeah, remember me? There a- <laughs> we go, Bob. All right, so here's they they on. Oh, no, no, people, no, no, no. people roaming in coffee fields, blah blah blah. There's a lot of um establishing of the aztec tradition well wait 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 a minute you're jumping the gun though i want to talk about the
1: money because is there a better way to to heal out an entire episode right off the bat than offering money and and not for any specific thing other than just dario saying like i'm going to give this to whoever i like the best at the end
0: that's yeah, it. Yeah. No. that's the whole gimmick. Okay, this is this that's is great. I had a little problem with this that uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling used to do like thousand dollar checks in their matches, and that was like way too low. But Carnet's Conor- like, but people believe that much, you know? Right. Uh, I feel like a hundred thousand dollars is too low for the cult lord, the Coke Lord, uh, temple owner, to be uh, throwing around. Um, we've seen more than a hundred thousand dollars in his desk in future episodes. Yeah, but At you gotta time.
1: imagine that conversation backstage because you know Dorian was back there like, dude, I haven't paid any of these guys a hundred thousand dollars over like a ten year period. We can't offer more mm-hmm. than that. That would mm-hmm. just fuck me up. These guys will all be asking for money.
2: Yeah, <laughs> show, yeah. all the all the luchador uh, stars of the show from AAA were like held down as like <sighs> opening match jobbers. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: No, and then they're like, hey, um, basically- Dorian, if we do this show for you, can we break four figures for the year? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, so so was Blue Demon versus Chavo the right first match? I don't with what they had.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would
2: never ever have yes. used Blue Demon Junior in the first place. I, I feel that I feel that the strong point of the for, of all the seasons and of lucha in general, underground in general, is that they adapt on the fly and that they make the changes to make things better as they see them not working. And there's a lot of that in season one. I think Blue Demon Jr. and Chavo is the perfect match for what it was intended to be in that, in that moment. The shout out to
0: it. old school Lucha, which they did say on yeah. commentary and I mean, there's good representatives if you're going to get, if you're not going to get Santo on the show. Ejo del Santos retired. It's not going to happen. So the well, show would it have became... been
1: too much, but they have set the bar too high if, if, like, Drago and Aerostar had been the very first match. Yes. It might have
0: been what they were planning. <laughs> it could yeah, have been what they wanted in the first place. Yeah, yeah, I
1: agree. I agree. And I think that that was probably exactly the match that they envisioned of, like, hey, let's tell people what Lucha Libre is. But I, I honestly kind of like the fact that they started off with two veteran guys and whether you like it or not the blue demon name is a big name the mm-hmm. the guerrero name you know chavo is not necessarily the the guerrero that everybody thinks of when you say the name guerrero but at the same time he's a former wwe superstar former tag champ i mean he's got one of the greatest the goddamn name. one of he the greatest the,
0: goddamn wrestlers in the world the guy's fucking great like he does not get enough credit for being as good as he is
2: yeah and blocking mean, byron it's on it's twitter
0: Quah, masterful move
2: Chama. oh still blocked well, to this day which is Instagram. amazing
0: yeah
1: anyway like other i'm pictures. sure you share lots of pictures with him so um but, but, but i think it was i think it was ironically good to be the first match because it didn't set the bar too high it gave them a place to go i wasn't thrilled with Blue Demon's performance by any stretch of the imagination. And I really did think Chavo gave him a lot to work with that. He just didn't work
0: with. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Because he doesn't sell or have timing. or No,
1: no. I mean, there was a few spots where, where Chavo was trying to like show off some Lucha Libre and run the ropes with him a little bit. And you got to think, you know, the other thing I liked about this is, you know, that day one, You know, Being a former WWE superstar, especially, Chavo is going to come in as a huge babyface, whether you want that to be the case or not. There's no avoiding it. There's no way to heal him out. So I kind of liked that Blue Demon. Well, they figured out real fast. But I like the fact that Blue Demon was getting heat just because we're in the States and Chavo is a huge name here.
2: Yeah,
0: that made yo, it kind of okay for me. soy Mexico chavo. Yo soy.
1: Yeah,
2: no, I but for me on the second viewing or on this viewing around, um I really did appreciate that storyline. Like there oh, that's wasn't my, a lot that's of my puppy lines.
0: being bad. By the way, oh, bring I'm your bad, puppy
2: man. on camera. But I, I did like. Okay, I did, hold I do I got a John
0: would... Wick your puppy?
1: What's up?
2: No, I'll, I'll, I'll oh. bring him on. You got guys, continue. I'll bring the puppy on. All right. But I, I thought like that. The match was what it was, but the storyline that they put out and like the segments that they showed with Chavo and, and Dario, it, it I thought that was all super precise and and I thought it was really well done, even though the match itself wasn't, you know, gangbusters. Um, sorry if I keep looking away, Cowboy Cerrone is just putting the fucking
1: hands on Duke Rufus's bitch boy pettus right we,
3: now.
2: They're all gonna have COVID
1: in like two days. Just because Jocker had it? I mean, nobody wants to touch Jocker anyway. That dude's a beast, but
2: he, he, he probably gave it to Dana White, who's giving
1: it to everyone. But Cowboy is trying to prove right now that he's not bitch made after that Connor yeah. fight. Sorry. Meeflov, I want to know what you thought about this. I mean, you, you know quite a bit of Lucha Libre yourself. What did you think about, you know, having the two veterans in there for that first match?
3: Well, I enjoy <coughs> I enjoyed the idea of having um, Blue Demon Jr., um, just to get kind of give it that kind of history, if you know what I mean. Telling they're trying to introduce American audience to Lucha Libre traditions and whatnot. So, for me, having those two fight was a really good idea. Um, but it's quite funny because, um, Vampiro refers to him pretty much as like the son of Blue Demon, <laughs> he's a dog. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello. Oh, <laughs> oh, you just made our show four and a half percent more
0: adorable. This is this is Cooper. What's up, Coop? Hi,
1: hi, Cooper. Our he, doesn't,
0: he doesn't have headphones. Speak. Oh, Speak. the cat and the dog are gonna fight now. Billy, get over here. He, yeah, he um, was, he was just playing outside, and I made him come in to do an appearance. So I'm going to go turning into an episode of Tiger King.
1: I,
2: I do I do think that Mifit has a really good point in that a bringing Blue Demon Junior. You're able to talk about all of the things, all of the things that the casual American TV viewer, the the casual American wrestling viewer, wouldn't quite get about Lucha Libre, about how there's this legacy of all the top performers that isn't like. Uh, you know, oh, they're a really good wrestlers. No, these guys are the movie stars of the country too. And it's, and I, I think it was a good way to get all of that across. Whereas, you know, it may be a different matchup, may not have given, like if you do have Aerostar Drago start the show, you don't, you could sort of talk about it, but it's like Mike Tanay talking about the Luchadores on Nitro, like you, you don't, it, it's, it doesn't have the weight behind it that that, has when you have the demo jr wrestle because you're like oh this motherfucker's actually been around for a century look how old he is everything right. you're saying must be right
3: can tell by now,
0: how he moves yeah now
1: I was, I was talking about the the history and tradition and you were talking yeah. about this a little bit byron the this whole aztec thing they do a vignette where conan is kind of explaining it he's also teasing a little bit of the Prince Puma thing, but it's really to get that folklore and that storytelling in there that we know DeJoseph and Roach were, were big on backstage. Um, this whole seven Aztec tribes thing, which to this day, I'm still mad that they didn't pay that off more. Mm-hmm. Like, I really mm-hmm. wanted to see those tribes come together as
0: factions more, and they
1: but did hey, some of it, but
0: there was never seven at one time, yeah, ever. Let's, let's all, let's just bring in a bunch of white people instead of that. Well, you know, I'm like,
1: not even talking about that part.
0: I'm just yeah. talking about the fact that there was never seven full tribes to my knowledge. Well, El Bunny. That thing got kind of fucked. As was, you see in the beginning of this episode, when you see El Bunny, it's a little different. It's, yeah. it's, it's see, the yeah.
2: thing is that, that was that was cross and it took him three and a half seasons to, to grow that big physical performance, <laughs> physical attributes to where he's at now, also to find a better suit. So you know, that's why that's why El Bunny didn't show up until then. But what did you guys think off the
1: bat of, of the concept of these seven tribes? I mean, we were introduced to it with uh, Prince Puma being from the hood, but having uh, roots that went back to the Jaguar. as the Jaguar tribe and his his ancestry, and he was destined for greatness as the champion of his tribe. Um, what did you guys it,
0: think of all that stuff? I just thought it was funny that the representative of the tribe was, was right. a half black, half white guy from Kentucky. Uh, you know. Yeah,
1: what were uh, you gonna I mean, say, Meef? Meef was gonna try to say something there. He's got a little bit more of a lag
3: than. Would, it, it was. Really, it was funny that basically um, he's part of the Jaguar tribe, and he's the head of it, pretty much. As well, it never went any further. But he, he, Nightclaw? he wore, uh, basically Jaguar. Sp- yeah, he, 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 but he wore Jaguar spotted outfit, pants, and mask, and was a puma, which has <laughs> no markings apart from around his eyes. Maybe they wanted to call him Jet
2: Jaguar. I mean, Jaguar. that
3: shit is- I'm just yeah, saying. Clearly, the uh, wardrobe the, department didn't level, get the level. note.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is... I mean, but Jaguar... Prince Jaguar sounds weird. It's True. okay. The moth tribe had a butterfly. The- Mariposa, that's a cool name.
1: Anyway.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, really, the only way you Fem- can tell the difference between Fem- a butterfly
1: and a moth is when they sit down... A moth has its wings spread out, and a butterfly has its wings up.
2: You can also check their Twitter's; they are drastically and different. Z- Zubux Harvey over here. Jesus Christ! So, um, <laughs> wait, Mifloaf was trying to say something, Byron. Why do you always cut off
1: Mifloaf? Do you have something against British people? Like the revolution is over; we won.
3: <laughs> Most butterflies are incorrectly called moths, and moths called butterflies. Correct.
1: That's why I talk over
3: and him. He's shit it. like that. <laughs> you're anyway, you know it. What
2: Byron, you're it. i, the I love being racist. I love. Here's the we thing. We got a
0: bat tribe, like a bat tribe speak, would have been fucking.
2: They came up with the tribes, and they're like, "These, this is like an, I, this is like an isolated story, you know, sphere universe. These seven tribes are going to be battling. There's this cokehead, you know, kingpin that's running this underground fighting league." And there's this, you know, weight behind it. I to like be
0: super reluctant to put anyone that's not wait, the
2: idea of the tribes and in, in the background because it's like, oh, there's story and stuff to get into, and and it's just another thing to get invested into. Um, Most okay. It. Well, let's, let's talk about let's talk about
0: also, let's
2: talk I about do what you get
1: invested in. Go ahead.
2: Go I have ahead, another Mark. really big point to make. Um, make it uh, quickly. I, we're running I, out of time. I don't watch P W yeah we are. I don't watch P W G, so I didn't know at first that Prince Puma was
3: a Rick guy Shea? from
2: Paducah.
3: Rick O'Shea. Yeah.
1: Oh. Rick O'Shea related to Ice Cube. The Irish PubMed.
2: <laughs> guys stay on topic Let's keep okay going. look
1: i want to talk about something that i know that you can get invested in something that i know is going to change the landscape of wrestling forever Penis. something that i know was a high point of lucha underground from start to finish Penis. son of havoc versus sexy star
0: no you know what i i was gonna <laughs> shit on this match this week i was gonna shit on this match because sexy no, star not, not okay. the worst one they've ever had either well, of them that's not that let, bad let me tell you <laughs> something justin if you were gonna bring in the triple a roster for a show and you were going to start the show by showcasing probably my least favorite member of the AAA roster. And that's including people like fucking Gronda. Um there's it's pretty great when you're showcasing this great new star and she loses to a fucking backbreaker.
1: Backbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think they were trying to show that like in this world women can wrestle I in new. my marks. But oh, at the same on. time, it's still going to be realistic in the fact that she's not going to beat him right now. She's so going to have, have to like, do
2: more to beat yeah, him yeah. than just
1: come in and wrestle head to head with you know some strapping dude.
2: dude Something you know, that Luchana Brown did a lot was they didn't they never brought in someone brand new, like a new hire, and had them win their first match. Everyone always had somewhere to go. You know, so um, I,
0: that's actually an old ECW policy. Is you always job on your first night in? That's yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I like I, I, I do think that the promo was really good for Sexy Star. I think they should have just had her speak Spanish. Um uh, I I'm agree. Sure they have, but they Jim. but but I
1: believe there's another version where, where she does speak Spanish, right? In the in the yeah. Spanish broadcast from season one.
2: They yeah. she they cut did. all their
1: promos and vignettes in, in both languages. And but, all vignettes were shot in both languages.
2: Mm-hmm
0: every single one
2: of which them. was
1: a huge foolish production cost but i i like where they got to eventually of just having the spanish performer speak spanish and then do a translation or not and just mm. having the english performer speak english i actually i think that one of the, the places where lucha underground missed the boat is that hugo should have been the third commenter the whole time commentator and he should have spoken spanish vampiro should have spoken both and Stryker should have spoken english they can all
2: understand
1: they can all they can all understand both languages so why not just literally have commentary like when hugo wants to say something just have him say it in spanish without any translation or whatever have Stryker speak in english have vampiro do whichever one his confused brain does at the time which again yeah could be gibberish you guys guys that would have been amazing you guys want to fuck your head
0: up about hugo savinovich really quick Okay, you know, you know Hugo, you know what he looks like, right? Yeah. Motherfucker yeah. was married to Wendy Richter for years.
2: That's good.
0: Nice work, Hugo. <laughs>
1: that's,
3: that's
0: real. Um, all right, I want to move on
1: though. Let's talk about um there were some vignettes in there. I don't even really want to get into it. Let's get into can I, the... I
2: say one thing real quick on the topic of how Lucha... Can you adapt. say something? So can
1: like, you say one thing real quick? Is that trying, humanly you know, possible? Is that possible? You but but a can you
2: do it quickly?
0: Not, not every
2: gimmick. like a, a lot of the gimmicks in right. the first episode don't survive because they're evolving and adapting. But what really... You stood said out, that! Was, no, but on that, on that topic, guess what stays? This Melissa Santos. It's, no she even changes over the years the son of <laughs> the son of habit voice they're like oh yeah this is it's a good list. idea
3: oh, <laughs> hey. hey i'm trying to hear it
2: <laughs> voice would you know
1: damn well nobody from cleveland talks I, like that
3: i'd fuck me horn. i'd fuck you.
1: wait that is kind of the way i do the the intro to this show maybe it is a cleveland thing woke up was she a great
0: big fat person <laughs>
1: It puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the whole skin.
0: I, I'm totally tucking right now, too. Oh, uh, give me that. Give me that Jay okay, from okay, Style and Bob Tuck. No, I'm not. Because okay, I
1: said he's going to fucking. Yeah, I don't know this where this we're video. broadcasting this yet. All right. So this, the, the, the match, the one thing that is really worth talking about from the first episode. Everybody knows it. If you haven't seen the first episode, this is the reason to go watch it. Johnny Mundo, who had been off the radar for a while. He was mm-hmm. he was out of wrestling for what like two
0: three years at that point. I don't I don't like how in this early yeah. part of the season they're still referencing WWE so much because they did it for Mundo they did it for Big
2: Rick. But yeah, I oh, uh, I know that face. Yeah, it, is, it comes off real thick. Yeah, yeah, it's uh,
0: it, because no one's just a star in underground fighting. Johnny Mundo. This is a guy that's wrestled elsewhere with a bunch of different fucking names. But here he's Johnny Mundo. I don't like that shit. Uh, cause it's but, clearly a different yeah. universe. We're killing people, Justin.
2: I do well, just think uh, though with the TV show, they were they were trying to really they had they were I mean, we know that they got a certain audience that were that was super loyal, but it's the first uh, episode. Let's be honest, I,
1: I think that was I think that was De Joseph's hand on that one. I mean Thanks, I, DJ. I think that, well, but but DJ has always had a certain amount of pride in WWE, his time at WWE. I mean, he had a few bad things to say, but for the most part, he he appreciated I mean, his time there and still respected WWE a lot, and I think he wanted to give Mundo that rub and that respect for the time that he put in I mean, in there. dude's there now, right? Yeah, I mean,
2: he's back there yeah. now, so... I mean, to be uh, fair, there's nothing wrong with that. No, but I, 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 I just it's, feel that I just this, think that's where it came. I,
1: I agree with you, Casey, that I don't think it I don't think it benefited the story, but I think right. it benefited the overall image that DJ was coming into right off the bat and what he felt was the presentation of
0: that guy from another world that he had dealt with before. I do feel like some of it would be insulting the audience's intelligence. I do see both sides.
2: It's just weird. I, yeah. I felt yeah, like you guys are right. Wrong. Fuck it. I'm but right. they were doing that. I mean, I get it. I, I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was annoying. I'm like, oh, that's uh, okay. Well, I, I don't get f- it, Striker. I've seen that face. I get it. But like, I don't think I, they
1: got it at the time. I don't think they knew what their new kayfabe line was in this world right. because nothing like this has yet. ever been done
0: right, right. I mean, you're building it on the spot like
1: was this guy a wwe wrestler we can't or is we he can't random street fighter are we gonna just make up a backstory or are we, we gonna can't admit? shit
0: on elm street too for breaking the rules when the rules weren't set up yet
2: yeah yeah i, I mean I really up until we get to the first aztec warfare it's a free-for-all
1: mm-hmm. all right so um anyway it's a great match um it's uh, Mundo goes over with the, uh, the, the, the end of the Finde world. Fende la Mundo. Fende la Mundo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> moonlight driving, Mundo? no, no, moonlight drives, no, moonlight drive standing thing. Spanish fly, right?
0: No, no, it's like the twirly neck breaker thing, and then, yeah, uh, whatever. Like he the did some flippy, shit yeah. it was cool. He, yeah, and he, did around. The, he did a moonlight drive, then he did the uh, the, Puma missed a 450, then he hit the one man Spanish fly, and then he hit the end of the world. A lot of action is
1: exactly what you'd want to see. Um, I don't know if these guys had ever wrestled each other before, I don't think they had, no, they hadn't, but I mean, it was phenomenal great chemistry um and Mm -hmm. just seeing ricochet do some of the things and and actually modify quite a few of the things that he had been doing in pwg in japan and other places like he actually like you could tell that he stylistically worked on something different for this character not to make it appear like it was somebody different than it was but just to add some new layers and I, i i
0: completely appreciated it
1: no, I, love, it, I love this. This is a Chains great Puma.
0: feud. You know, it sucks that it had to start with a babyface match, but it goes such awesome places that it's mm-hmm. all good. Yeah, I don't yeah. think. I think if you want the Prince Puma character to go where
1: it's going to go, you had to do a babyface babyface match. Because again, like what we were saying with Chavo, bringing in an established superstar from WWE that first day, no matter what, he's going to be a babyface if mm-hmm. you're if you're trying to use the live crowd at all.
0: There's no, there's just no way around right. it. Yeah. How do you guys, how do you guys feel about Mundo being the one that went over? So the last thing you see is a WWE guy going over in the episode. I loved it.
1: Hey, I loved it. Yeah. and again, you got to
2: give Ricochet somewhere to go.
1: I'll tell you why. For me personally, it made me. It did exactly what the chase is supposed to do. It made me want to see real Lucha Libre guys come in and kick his fucking teeth in. But at the same time, I also didn't mind it because I knew that Puma wasn't a real Lucha Libre guy at the time. Like I would have been more upset if I didn't also look at him as just another American outsider anyway. I was a little bit put off when it got to being that that was the first big headlining match just because to me it wasn't Lucha Libre at the time and and it and it really isn't it became that became the style of lucha underground lucha libre right but at the time that was that was like a pwg match let's be well honest. you
0: gotta figure lucha underground lucha libre is a completely different style if you watch Absolutely. the matches dives are more like tra- transitions uh and a lot of time lead to a break in the action uh you know we see we see kind of like middles of the match cut out and replaced with the dive sequences so that they can go straight to a finish and have a shorter match. That kind of thing wasn't as evident here because we got more time. This was about a 15 minute match, which on an hour long episode is actually a big fucking deal. And uh, I I'm, I'm interested in where this, where this went because we did get to see three new characters get introduced at the end of this match. And I was so stoked to see little Cholo in there. Yeah. I I fucking love that guy. I've been a fan of his on the indies forever. I was so happy to see him be one of those guys.
2: I, I cracked up when Cortez Castro had the mic and he's like, there's only one name. He's standing next to two guys. One of them is three times the size. And he's like, there's only one name you need to know. That's Cortez Castro.
3: It's like,
2: okay. Tell them, like Yeah, I'll tell yeah, but like, they
1: had to do that, though, because yeah. that name, I mean, if you think about it, Cortez, not a, not exactly a household family name no. in Mexico. No, I mean, he's no, the no. conquering Spanish dictator that nobody likes, and Castro, like, it's the most genius heel name ever for any type of Lucha Libre performer yeah. to get heat. When, and you know DJ's just sitting back there laughing the second the word Cortez Castro comes out of his mouth, and Ricky's up there like, I can't believe I have to say this shit
2: uh,
0: little cholo's gotta be cisco which is cool
2: mr and, yeah. cisco no, the whole crew even b-boy uh they were all awesome i thought, uh, I thought yeah but he would we get to see b-boy in the second episode but he's not he's uh, not he's failed. feeding right
0: <laughs> he's just feeding yeah. and lying on the ground like oh yeah oh uh, so oh
1: uh, doesn't Ray... famous b feed in that episode too he does yeah all were, right they, we'll talk they they about that next dead week. guys but so, uh, but, uh, yeah. uh
2: so, so the first—that's the first episode. Um, can we just kind of wrap it up with like our our impressions of it? Like, we're promised a new product. How did you feel after watching the first episode? Well, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll say this: I did not feel hoodwinked. I was certainly invested in it. But being a TV producer myself, I was I was really impressed with the fact that they legitimately merged Mark Burnett's style with Robert Rodriguez's style. And that was at that point in time, like the wrestling was great. And I was kind of intrigued by it, but again, at the time I wasn't huge into wrestling, so I wasn't really thinking about that. Like I knew my Lucha Libre and, and actually I had probably watched more Lucha Libre the years before that than any WWE. So I didn't even know Mundo had been on the shelf that long to tell you the truth, but my, my real takeaway was like, I'm really intrigued to see how they keep producing this show.
0: I just liked how fucking weird it was. Honestly. Yeah, and you know I like weirder yeah. shit in wrestling. I got a big fucking wing flag right there behind me. Uh, it's hard to point backwards. You got wings
2: going uh, everywhere in your room.
0: Are those bat wings on the wall? No, the the bat wings are in my shorts. Right gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, it's hot. It's really hot. Um, but yeah, uh, this uh, that's why that's why we need the manscape sponsorship. Let's bring it on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But yeah, I I just liked how weird it was. Uh, Again, I started on episode three where all the guys I like are actually wrestling, so I went back and watched these ones after that. And um, so So they were just kind of filler to you then. Yeah, I was more on board with that. You know, once you get to see Drago and Pentagon and Phoenix and Aerostar and all these guys that I had been watching on AAA, that I'm like, somebody needs to sign these motherfuckers, you know? And now people have signed these motherfuckers. We get to see them. And what um, about you, Meef? Yeah. Yeah, Meev.
3: Well me my, my first was of Aztec warfare, but then going back and watching this, I was in, it's more to do with the story for me. So I was really hooked interested in how the story was gonna play out. And as soon as I got because I've been obsessed with Aztecs since I was a kid, I was like that got me in. and I I, I like I needed a product which was like story and good story, not some cheesy oh, he's going to, some other dude fucking your wife storyline. Mm-hmm. I want something with substance. And straight away off the bat, there was quite a lot in this that was giving it the the, the vignettes and the kind of giving the history. For me, that was kind of where it was going to, you know, the hook. Byron? But-
2: yeah, I'm I, i I'm going with Meath. I mean, I was just off of a TV show. I mean, it all blurs together, whichever one it was, but I just remember, like, It was one of those days when I got all my stuff suitcase and I just spent the whole day tired in bed. And I watched a whole bunch of episodes of like probably the first half of Lucha Underground. Uh, What really stuck out to me, I was interested, uh, but what stuck out to me was the story. The story element of this is is so strong. It's so prevalent that it became a bingeable show. It's like, you know, oh, I wanted to watch whatever. You know, the show. Um, um, no, I'm not going to tell you guys the shows I'm watching. You don't. But, need, uh, we
1: don't need the analogy. Just did you like it or not, man?
2: I liked it. I liked it. It's like you. Know, it's it, I liked it. It's just it had a bingeable quality to me because my first introduction was I'm just going to watch like six episodes at once.
1: Okay, so then, then here's what you do next time we ask you this question, Byron. You just go bingeable. Yay. And then we move on, man.
2: have to explain how I feel about bingeable things. So you know I know. You're hard.
1: all in your feelings. I'm just fucking with you. I do have a few other things I want to get to before we wrap up. Yeah, to
2: we're not you know,
1: One hour. Hard hour. We're, we're, no, we're not wait, done. Man. We're not. No, we still have some time because our
2: timer right now. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Byron, I know. We started yeah, a little late little. because somebody was dicking around with their cameras and microphones and then voice settings and still looking a, purple I'm
2: on a, camera. So
1: it really worked well. Good job. I'm, a, right, I'm, I'm moving on.
0: Pilot, pilot. Work
1: of StreamYard. But,
0: I'm moving so on.
2: I got a transition.
0: I gotta the
3: a like it's the bait.
2: so the show ended with Mundo versus Puma, and we know that they would have some epic battles in the underground. They both now currently work in WWE, which is a different wrestling company. <laughs> <laughs> about wrestling companies you really needed to do that transition we couldn't just say hey
0: let's <laughs> talk about what's happened in wrestling since then All
1: right, which oh, is what uh, I, but
2: I wanted to upset you guys
0: okay oh so I don't watch shit uh, now I watch AEW I'm, I'm like it's, a couple weeks behind because my really favorite wrestlers analysis. haven't been appearing on the show
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, I, I do like AEW a lot actually I, I'm just a little behind on it right now and um... well, that's kind of what I, I kind of want to approach it from that, because I
1: feel like there was Lucha Underground. And at the time, it was really like Lucha Underground and Impact were the other American companies. Ring of Honor had some cool stuff going on for Rally. a while. Too. Well, they mm-hmm. had the like the, the the Hardy stuff going on for a little while and Young Bucks. And, and they were they were hot for a second back then when Lucha Underground was still going. Mm. But post Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor kind of died off. A lot of guys went over to Impact for a little bit, um, and there was a bit of a void. I mean, you saw guys, you know, go into places like Wrestle Circus and MLW, which wasn't a TV show at the time. And you and saw
0: the indies just get flooded with Lucha Underground talent because everyone yeah. that saw the show wanted to book the Lucha Bros. The
1: indies were so hot, and honestly, a lot of the Lucha talent really fed that because here, here are these people that had TV time that were clearly stars, and they went out there. And that, to me, was part of what left the door open for AEW to be a thing. It was like, these guys were over in Japan. They were they had great gimmicks, and they were realizing that you know their YouTube stuff and podcasts and other things that they were doing were tracking huge over here. And when they would come and do Ring of Honor shows over here, the indie crowd was jumping on it. I mm-hmm. think that the void that Lucha Underground left really paved the way for AEW in a lot of ways, even
0: though the top stars weren't Lucha Underground guys. I just feel bad that a lot of the Lucha Underground guys that were still under AAA uh, contract under loyalty uh, didn't cut ties like Phoenix and Pentagon did at first and therefore had to be dealt with through the AAA office, which is a huge pain in the fucking
2: ass. And prevents them from getting booked here a lot of the time. That well, was a pretty remarkable thing with the Lucha Ground Empowered guys like uh, Phoenix, the Pentagon, and others. Even like Jack Evans to say, no, I'm not going to work for AAA under their What term. I'm
0: saying is Drago and Aerostar should have done the same shit is what I'm saying.
1: They should have. Yeah. But here, here's the thing. They are actual Mexican performers that live there and breathe Mm -hmm. there. And that's really more their world. And you saw that pretty much anybody who could get out of being there full time did. And and certain performers were really smart the way they moved on. And we'll talk about a little bit of that in the next Mm -hmm. episode. But I think the general landscape, the things I can say I know for a fact is – the people that were being held hostage were not being held hostage by Lucha Underground. No, they were being held hostage by Triple A. Mm. And that has been a big misconception out there. Oh, yeah. And and everybody who asked eventually got let out, even Evilise and all these other people, like and, and honestly, they weren't being stopped when they went and did other shit anyway. Plenty right. of people did, you know. And we will talk about that more next week. But I think that it was really interesting the landscape there. I think Impact had a little bit of a hot run because of it. I think that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Ring of Honor was coming off of a hot run there then anyway. And I really think that it opened the door. I think A got more exposure too when those guys went back because now that was that was the primary place you could see Drago and Aerostar and some of the other performers.
0: Yeah, it definitely helped say- out Sammy Callahan. It helped yeah, out. Yeah.
2: Will ML- MLW, dude?
1: Yeah, MLW wouldn't, like, MLW wouldn't that was exist without Shane
2: Strickland's it. house. MLW took Shane Strickland out of Lucha Underground, gave him all the backstage vignettes, and and made him you know the movie star of that of that. And Byron, house.
1: you were totally supposed to save that for the next episode.
2: Oh uh, yeah. Well, okay. I'm not going to get into Shane Strickland. But that's I'm just
1: a te- that's <laughs> a tease for you. People. That's a tease, but. But, well i can't believe i
2: have to wait a whole week to talk about it with you guys
1: i know look the the whole the
0: whole land wear the same clothes
1: too. definitely That's... changed and I, as much as i oh, miss lucha underground i yeah. have to say that lucha underground going away actually improved wrestling as a whole
2: it did. i and think we have really nwa did. doing a different version of studio wrestling power yeah, it's power it's the same show it's the same cornball show
0: uh you, you know what? what it's not cornball enough they took out fucking into the fire as their theme song what the yeah. fuck is up with that bullshit yeah. 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 should go okay. Okay. should go more corny docking or
2: die you know people talk about a lot of scientific reasons why we got covid but if you ask me it's because they nwa got rid of into the fire
0: yeah they, they took docking off their show and shit happens to the world all right i got two more
1: topics i want to talk about quickly but the last thing i want to say about lucha underground right now is that um people have asked about lucha underground can it come back will it come back here's the technical answer for right now it can in fact come back Just because El Rey is not going to bring it back does not mean Lucha Underground is dead. This is a fact. The TV rights will revert back to MGM in the not-too-distant future. And what happens from there, whether I know or not, I will not say right now, but I will say this. Don't just think that Lucha Underground is dead forever because it's not on the air right now. It's valuable IP and it did make money the investors got paid back everybody was happy at the end money-wise except for the performers that had to take giant time off in their career they couldn't do other shit but that's a whole nother story Mm -hmm. but as a business as a name as a product as an idea lucha underground is by no means
0: dead it just can't have any of the people that you liked seeing there
1: maybe or maybe not
0: Maybe or maybe not, but I'll tell you, t- like look, right? some of those people have
1: gone on to other contracts that they can't get out of right now, but how long are those contracts for and how long are we talking about before the underground comes back? You guys gotta keep watching yeah. our show in weeks to come because I'll have some more of those answers for you. All right, yeah. I wanna move on Byron, don't get carried away here, I wanna move on. There's two things yeah, I, need I need to talk about very quickly. I need to talk about Fire Pro and Predator because these fuckos, yes. I've been going crazy. I'm in a house with just brown curtains everywhere. It's like a four, four by 12 house and it's just brown curtains. So I've been losing my mind. These Are you living kids, in a cardboard box? These crazy fuckers. No, they're curtains. It's got bevels and shit. Um, these guys got me a PS4. I've been an Xbox guy for years. These fuckers got me a PS4 simply so that Casey could remove my spine in this Predator game. And then eventually they can get me on Fire Pro. Tell me why this had to happen. And no,
0: I did not cry because like we we just started wondering why you, we were friends with you to begin with when you were an Xbox guy. Uh and we're like yeah. really like why why were we friends with Justin in the first place? See, he doesn't even have a PlayStation. It's like, come on. So, Byron and I started playing this Predator game, right? Like we started playing during the demo. It's really easy to get Byron into something when it's free. So, I'm like, "Hey, Byron, <laughs> Hold on. Oh, what about all those free Lucha
2: Underground tapings you want to, pal? Anyway. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Just on that subject, Lucha Underground, though, for, for those going to the show, um, you would get four incredible uh, Southern California wrestling shows because they would take four episodes in a weekend. You would get them for free.
0: If you were lucky enough to get tickets for both days of the weekend too, because that was yeah. hard also. But yeah. That's a whole other story that we'll get into on another. So yeah, so we got Justin we got Justin a PlayStation Four. We all chipped in, us us three and Jim. And we got it for him. And uh how does he thank us by Crying like a baby and I'd, denying it. Yeah, and that lying. was not crying. He
2: cried for like four hours.
0: before. Four hours. We saw the package was signed for, it and he didn't thank us for four hours. That is four hours not,
1: of crying. That's not crying. That's eye coming.
2: Wow. Well,
0: either way, either that's how way.
1: happy I was. Then, came then, for you. he uh, wasn't crying. We,
2: we played the game with headphones on. I hear him cry every time Casey sneaks you know, up. Cause... That that's different. That that really hurts my soul. That's a whole. But
1: Look, man, I played video games for a long time. I'm not bad at them. I might be a little rusty, but I'm not bad at them. But I have never played a game and just had somebody recklessly remove my spine at the end (laughs) of it for no reason. Like the first time I played Mortal Kombat against like a super pro, they didn't even get a fatality off on me. And this fucker takes
0: the predator and just like...
3: Not, the, the fun the cool. fun like,
0: thing is is it ga- we're playing random select who gets to be the predator and it gave me the predator five times yeah. in a row.
3: Yeah. If you uh, don't
2: know the game, it's like basically any first person shooter like Call of Duty. Uh, it's the guys that made Friday the
0: Thirteenth, so it's metrical. Four of you up to except, four play as soldiers. One yeah. person's the predator, and you murder each other. Or hey, well, uh, look,
2: the boss is telling to, me we
0: got to wrap up
1: soon.
2: are trying to do a mission, and as you're doing a mission, the predator goes around and tries to kill you. It's a lot of fun if you see us on the playstation network look us up or just go play it it's a lot of yeah fun. i'm Lucha to
0: he's byron fever Me Miflope. meatloaf
2: justin your outlaw la, LA red. red just
0: like it says there byron
1: yeah. what's up
2: with fire pro edits you guys got new stuff so, fire pro edits is awesome get on fire pro you oh awesome. dude byron yeah. made so many fire mmm pro.
0: show logos they're really good his name is byron fever on that there if you yeah. just search mmm in the search for the items you can get all our logos you can put our logos on your job you can
2: find all of us too i'm on i'm in the game Me floaf is in the game casey is in the game justin is in the game the uh, gym's in the game he's is, in, in right the now. game all right, all right clock's MMM. running
1: that's great so, i got one last topic top just top.
2: fire pro another time um, this
1: is the yeah. important thing this is the important question of the day should chris been Long- in the game should Crispin Wah be in the WWF Hall of Fame? Yeah. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why Crispin Wah should be in the Hall of Fame. Because the end of his life does not say shit about the rest of his life. Okay? There's been a lot of it? people. there. Look, Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, would you say right now that Mike Tyson is not one of the greatest boxers of all time? He never repented for all the evil shit that he did. He never got, he never became a better person. He stopped doing bad shit. But, but you can't say that the guy wasn't a great fighter. I'm not supposed to say, I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, Chris Benoit went out as a fucking hero. I'm not saying the last days of his life weren't fucked. I'm not saying that he didn't have brain issues. I'm not saying he didn't have CTE. I'm not saying he didn't have a drug problem. I'm not saying he isn't a fucking murderer. I'm saying that he is, but I'm also saying that it doesn't discount the fact that he, been in the ring and performed better than a million trillion people out there. Okay. So I'm going to say take it is will, he should
0: be in. I'm going to say it'll never happen, but there already is a merdiddly urdler in the hall of fame. Jimmy
2: superfly snooker. Thank you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, snooker snooker was worse because snooker knew and did everything on purpose. Mm,
0: mm, I mean, you're going to kill your son, Byron. You hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: I forgot that <laughs> part. <laughs>
0: What
1: are you saying, me
3: I want to hear what Meef says. I, I just said I couldn't believe Byron thought it was worse. Oh. Yeah,
0: okay, a little context <laughs> here. I've known Byron for like 25-plus years. His favorite wrestler was Chris Benoit when we met. Just saying. Just
2: saying. No, I, lo- I loved Chris Benoit, but I can't reconcile what he turned into at the end and what he did. It's just the thing is it's like the whole Hall of Fame it's not like the He's baseball talking Hall of about Fame. him moving to ECW not him murdering his family.
1: <laughs> that really hurts your parts. Yeah. Huh? Uh, look, here here's here's what I'm saying. I it, it's not the, I I don't want him to be rewarded for evil for just pure evil I, i'm not saying that at all i don't want him to be rewarded for it but i don't think that it should be ignored either i think what wwe has done post there it's been terrible i think that people should be talking yeah. about a cte they should be talking about the issues they should be talking about greatness gone awry and the sadness at the end of the whole thing and i think that that's a part of it i think that that story from start to finish needs to be part of the hall of fame because it is WWE it is Honestly, part of what wrestling is yeah, yeah I mean we don't, a don't have the
0: hall of fame not, I, I do gotta no, say no. that I feel like the erasure of Chris Benoit from history is a little unfair to his opponents that had great matches mm-hmm. that those yeah like Chris Jericho can't have
2: a best of so uh, imagine
0: imagine this with me at the induction people actually
1: get up there and flat out say like look it's tragic we don't want to reward Chris Benoit and we don't want to say that anything that he did at the end of his life was good. But what we do want to say is that sometimes wrestling has a tragic end. This business is hard. This business does bad things to people and we all aspire to greatness and we need to do better than what happened to Chris Benoit. If that's the induction speech, you can't tell me that it doesn't change the face of wrestling forever.
2: Right. But they're
0: afraid to do it because they're a- publicly held companies Absolutely. They
2: don't, they don't, i mean the thing is it's a carny business full of carnies and every generation they get better look but
1: that's it for today that's all that's it we're done next week next week shut up i the outro god damn it we gonna get the out, the out of time
2: happy product the
1: kids yeah,
3: Talk
2: about the price that it costs. Yeah. that's the thing
1: you're missing the point Greatest. of a cold ending you have an idea you don't finish it we just say next week on mmm show what happened to the stars of lucha underground the demise of lucha underground and, But we're uh, supposed
2: to, we're not supposed to talk about this right now why not you can't, we're get be better at this after not doing it for a year and a half that's Who okay cares? um
0: so stay cool and
2: no be no no
1: it goes like this until no, next no, time no, no, no. Until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix.